Podboys Productions. Previously on the Small Council Podcast. Well, this is the king of the pod, uh, Drew here. I don't know what just happened. I got on one of my dragons, you know, and um, I think I, I was kind of in like a blind rage. Uh, you know, my counselors have been conspiring against me, If you're, as you listeners well know by this point. I just went to Brooklyn, at, at, like in a bit of a rage, like I said. I, I can't even remember what happened. I think I burned down a lot of it, though. My counselors might, I don't even know, I didn't even think about it at the time that, you know, I was just in such a rage. I don't... I, Uh, no, no, I did not see what happened. Um, very confusing. Lot, lot of blood, lot of, lot of fire. Um. Well, typical for my lord hand here not to know what's going on, unfortunately, but... I don't feel like I deserve that. You know, I'm not saying I'm responsible for the devastation of Brooklyn, but I'm not saying, you know, it's not your fault for making me upset. I, I hate to hesitate to ask, but have you heard from Lornum, our, one of my other main counselors of late? I cannot locate Lornum. Uh, I can only pray for the mother's mercy on his behalf. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll find him, you know? I'm sure it has nothing to do with my, my previous blind rage that I just got out of, so Lornum's probably cool. He's probably didn't get burned alive or get like a stone that fell on him or a bell or something. You're, you're doing everything that you want to do, and uh, I guess I can't stop you because you have a dragon. And, and I will say, Lord Hand, uh, your, your next mistake will be your last mistake. It's over, people. It's all over. It's the last we're going to see of this. It's never going to happen again. It's King of the Pod Drew here, of course. Small Council Pod coming at you. The podcast, that's not over. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, My kingship, my reign is certainly not over as King of the Pod. Brooklyn Rebound Network is not over. Subscribe to it if you thought it was over and unsubscribe, but you got to want to resubscribe right now or just subscribe for the first time but what is over i'm afraid is my long relationship with my hand lord hand e dash nam you know if you didn't listen last week it, uh, me and e nam held uh me and e dash nam the lord hand we held a little council look someone went crazy went a little mad and burned down most of brooklyn i guess i don't know who it was you know i wasn't even there you know i'm here in the echo park hiding out still from my enemies but you know someone um did that and uh brooklyn resident lord hand i guess wasn't happy with me because earlier today he uh took the hand pin off of his chest and just threw it down a flight of stairs in my face and i didn't take that lying down i uh i had him locked up for that so he's in prison right now no longer my hand i can't take that disrespect so it's all over but luckily, we have Lordnum. I was worried last week that he might have uh, died in that mysterious fire, but I found out he's still alive. So, Lordnum, how are you doing over there? Thank you, King. You're welcome. But I am no longer Lordnum after my what death experience, near-death experience. I found a tree, and I hugged it really hard, and I am now the three I nommed. Raven. Three-eye-nommed Raven. I am the three-eye-nommed Raven. I had I had known that this this accident or accident with quotes in the air would mm-hmm. happen 
where all of Brooklyn might be burned to a ground. Well, I don't think it was all because Coney Island did survive. At least that's what my former Lord Hand told me last week. So you hugged a tree and that saved you from whatever that mysterious fire was? Yes, the famous tree, cherry tree, that is next to the Brooklyn Museum. It, it saved me. It, mm. it, okay. made, it made sure that nothing else was hurt around me. And now I can see foreseeing the future and my first my first thought right now is that the Bucks will lose this game for being down one twenty to ninety five and okay. the well, I mean, you don't, I, series. I gotta say three I nomed Raven, if that's your new name, uh Lord Nam. I don't think that's you know, you could just I could look at that score myself right now and say that the Bucks are clearly gonna lose. It's a blowout, you know what where is the skill in what you're doing? Where is your... Give me wait, a... Wait, hold on. A better prediction, all right? Wait, hold on. I hear I hear sirens. Sirens on Eastern Parkway. It seems like there's an emergency. Emergency will happen. Someone is in distress. And I, is it related to the podcast, though? Or is it... Is an emergency is going to happen now to us? No, it's just an overall general emergency is happening right now. So in, in New York, the biggest city in the world, or one of them, there's an ambulance and someone's in an emergency. That's your, what you're saying? Yes. And okay. I'm also getting a notification here on my phone. <laughs> it sounds like you're getting a cold or a sickness or something. <laughs> it, it looks like that. <clears throat> my, my, well, this is what happens when you breathe in all the fire of, uh, of Brooklyn <laughs> and, you know, all, all the damage you've done. Uh, sorry was, about that that happened to you. I'm not, you know, sorry whoever did that. that you know, I'm, I'm sorry you're in that situation. It's okay. Uh, I, also, I also figured out that apparently Google Play is offering 99 cents movie rental. So it looks like Lord Inom will be watching a movie for a dollar. Okay. Uh, well, that's great. Lord Inom. So that's what, is that what you want to go by from now on? Lord Inom? Parentheses three I I nommed Raven, close parentheses. Do I have to say parentheses and close parentheses each time I address you? Uh, if you want to live a foreseeable future, yes, I would I would say so. I mean, I am the king still, so I don't really think I I think I can do what I want actually. But anyway, uh, three nommed Raven, I nommed Raven. Do you? How about some counsel from you if you can really see the future now? Mm -hmm. I don't really want to explore any more about how what how you got these powers. But you could tell me, what should I do about E-Nam? Locked up in jail right now. Hmm. I've got several spearmen guarding him, I think, unless they've betrayed me or something. Did you but... say seamen? No. Okay. You just... Okay. Uh, spearmen. Spearmen. So... Men with spears. Men, men with... I get but it. But anyway, he, he completely betrayed me and cast... He tried to put me aside and say he doesn't want to be hand anymore. What do you think about that? He betrayed you bullshit, by sa right? by saying he doesn't want to work this shit end job anymore. Exactly. Yes. Hmm. You've nailed it. It seems three. like I guess you are smart. Three. It three seems I like this really. is a HR issue. I think you may need to talk to uh, Fannie Mae, or uh, you know, some consulting group like um, Boston P BCG, Boston Consulting Group, and really get understanding of what has happened from the time of that you've been funded as king to the time that uh, the company is kind of going into ruins. Well, I, I want you to just mitigate this, though. Yeah. I know I'm driven. Why don't, I, I'm going to bring him out of his cell right now, and why don't you try to talk some sense into okay. him about it? Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll do what I can. Out my hand. He doesn't have to stay as my hand, but he at least needs to tell me. He can't quit without telling me who my real enemies are and what really happened to catch I know the answer, so I'll get them out of him. Okay, good. I want you to get them out of him, not you to tell me what they are. All right, let's bring him out. Lord, former Lord Hand, how are you? How's how's your present cell? What's good? What's good? What's good? I'm back. I have nothing. I, I First of all, I have nothing to say to you. I'm glad I betrayed you. No gods, no masters. You burned my best friend alive. You killed the love of my life. Fuck you. Fuck your whole family. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Well, who is your best friend? I didn't. I, I, I don't think Mitski counts or any of these singers you like. You're, they're not really friends with you. Luckily, Mitski, the voice of our generation, survived the blast, and we're all fine on that front. 
Well, they're all right, so you shouldn't even be that mad then. I'm real mad. I'm big mad. I'm hot. <laughs> you're saying you're, your big mood is big mad right now? Yeah, fuck yes. I'm out of here. I'm out. Do you understand well, this? Well, I no, you're, you're in. You're going you. back in the cell if you don't calm down, Lord. Uh, I fucking Lord dare now. you to try to hey, put me back hey, in the cell. I'll hey, just talk my way out of it. It, it won't Let be me difficult. Intervene. No, no. Yes, I, I'd raven. Do something. Lord oh. Han, thank you for serving your time as uh, as Lord Han for this uh, this tyrant of a king. Don't don't tell him I said that though. But, uh, I can still hear you. I can hear that. I'm in this conversation. Oh, I was and sp- I, I'm against tyrants. I remind you. Didn't you listen to my speech on the top of the stairs? I'm, I brought down the tyrants. I was busy. How fucking poetic! I was busy warging into Prince Bob and Bruce, and trying to figure out what where the treats were underneath the couch. So I'm sorry. Sorry, they needed some help at the time. Anyways, as I was saying, Lord Han, you you may be right Lord. in your stance. But this is for the realm. We have to do. We have to pick up the city for the realm. So I'm gonna need you to come back on board. And also, if you do, I have a, a little incentive for you. I will take mm. you to Fleet Week 2019. So we can meet a sailor. What's, what's the incentive? He's telling me I'm gonna get my dick wet. Okay. And you better not be wearing that hand of the king pin to try to get get some strange off that way, former lord hand. Like I needed. Well, I think you probably... I don't know what else your plan's gonna be here. I'm a good listener, man. Well, listen. As long as you are still a good listener, I guess you should listen to some of my thoughts about the Game of Thrones series finale while you're here before I throw you back in the cell. Unless, maybe, former Lord Num now I Nam Draven talks me out of it, but there's that siren again. I'm hearing it over, over, all the way out here in the Echo Park. Do you wanna, do you, do you wanna predict what's gonna happen with that one? Well, based on my uh, visions here, it looks like it's a large red truck, meaning either there's another fire coming or there's a kitten stuck in the tree. And my Lord Hand is is an expert here. Lord Hand is an expert here at at rescuing kittens, so. Oh, I'll save the baby. Don't worry about that. That baby is safe. Babies are safe in, in Brooklyn. That's my update. Back to you, King Han. Okay. Okay. Pod. King Han. <laughs> Who's King Han? King of the Pod Drew, I believe you mean. You know, it's I all just, falling apart. I for just you. had <laughs> I had a King Hawaiian bun earlier, so I'm a little confused right You're now. You're gonna Lord a Lord Lord no, I'm still gonna call you that because it's easier. You're gonna get the back of my King Han if you keep this up. Now listen. We all watched it. Everyone watched it. The series finale of Game of Thrones. Or however, I, how, Game of Thrones, I said it weird just now. It was called the Iron Throne, I believe. So the Iron Throne is no more. It was burnt down to a crisp. It wrapped up the show. If you've listened to the podcast here, you know I've had a long litany of complaints with the writing of the show and how it's gone the past few seasons. And I still obviously feel all that. That being said, I did think the finale was pretty good like i i enjoyed it overall i thought some parts were satisfying got me thinking about some things again for the future of the world and everything like that i like the world building elements the mo- some of the most of the show and the books of course so when there's new kings and there's like the different they bring the different lords back in and you see like all the pieces that are left that gets my mind going to think about stuff it hit other positives before i bring you guys in for your opinion the sound or the, the I mean Ramin Jawadi is probably the MVP of the show in general. Obviously, as the iconic opening, which is one of the best openings ever, uh, opening themes, and even in this episode till the end, he, his music score was really good. The cinematography was pretty good in this one. I think, I mean, I'm sure they didn't like they weren't the cinematographers, but the the right the showrunners did direct this one, I believe. So they did a pretty decent directing job on this one, I think. Pretty cool images. The CGI looked pretty good in this one overall. The um, we had Ghost and Drogon. That was good stuff. Dinklage had a really had a good performance in this one and the last episode too. So he's got a little more to do at the end of the show. When he started out as one of the stars, wouldn't be surprised if another Emmy's in his future. You know, Amelia Clark's good too. Everyone, you know, the the acting is good. So those are my positives. And like I said, you know, some parts of the of it were satisfying overall but with all my other qualms about the show still being in place in terms of them not 
earning it a lot of the thing where we ended up not drawing it out uh, enough with certain characters not explaining certain things etc or conveniently brushing over other things so that's my blanket you know kind of review i guess if you could even call it that of the finale but of just kind of the show in general like what the things i liked about it have been the acting cinematography the music all that stuff so that was consistent till the end for the most part so what do you what do you boys think how'd you like the finale so I'm, i'm first and foremost i'm surprised that you enjoyed it not saying i didn't but like considering how you've been on a hell bent rampage mm-hmm. along with like probably half of america maybe more about the show mm-hmm. the way it's finishing and we could talk about that too yeah 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 um me personally i felt that the show you know i wasn't expecting all the loose ends to be tied up i think that was from the beginning of the season because there's just so much you can do and even not reading the books i know that i did figure out that books have more letters and and words than scripts in a in, in a tv show so i figured that it's hard to condense that into you know how many novels are there there's five but there's supposed to be seven overall it seems but also i mean it's very there tough are to five and there will always be five yeah i mean maybe six i still think winds of wonder probably will get released at some point even if it's posthumously like whatever it is written so far but I think that one will be at least. But even if even if he was faster writing George R. R. Martin, and like he said, it's supposed to be seven books. It seems like what he is in the books four and five, he expanded the world even more, which again is why it's very tough to adapt. But uh, it seems like he. I don't even know how he could finish what he has going in, the, in two more books only, even as long as they are. But mm-hmm. who knows? It's probably going to be a moot point. But but you're right, you're right, Lordnum. Uh, there is more words in books than, yeah, I, typically than. TV it took me a lot of calculation, but I figured it out. But mm-hmm. that being said, I, I I enjoyed the series and how it just in the episode and how it kind of just you know what I envisioned of the Starks kids and I think a lot of people just being the grown ups in the room eventually and finding their own uh, lives and visions. Considering how much you know sacrifice they've went through, all a lot of characters did, but like the arc was based off then, so I wasn't like, yeah. oh, this is cheesy. I just kind of expected it um from maybe so uh the word being satisfying did you think it was satisfying yeah it kind of sounds like you're saying that. yeah yeah i would say it's satisfying i mean i didn't i didn't bring out any vaseline and and noose around my neck to enjoy that much but i think it was uh, i think it was really i think it was really cinema kind of just <laughs> what kind of distressing that you uh that you equate satisfaction with i guess uh <laughs> auto erotic asphyxiation but we'll bypass that uh i mean i told you i inherited a lot of knowledge uh becoming a thing oh this is a new thing since <laughs> yes. you became the, the inom driven huh? no i think okay. uh i think the news i was using a belt before so um anyways um as i was as i was saying i think cinema cinematography was great uh i think everyone would agree there like the soundtrack was great uh that shot with daenerys you know and drogon with behind the dragon it. yeah yeah and, and the CGI I was talking about, too, especially when, when Drogon came out of the snow. It was, like, hiding under the snow. That was pretty good. That was probably some of the best CGI they've done. Yeah. Yeah, I think they loaded it up with the CGI, and I think that made it really yeah, appeasing to me that. as well. And having a little uh, ghost uh, love fest, you know. Yeah, John finally touched ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, and doesn't he die with ghosts in, in the books or something like that, right? Well, I mean, it's... In the final book, like the last, basically the end of book five, which is the most recent one that's been written, even though it's that was 2011, I believe. So it's been a long time, but it ends with John being stabbed. We don't see definitively that he's dead. Presumably he is. I mean, especially if you go by the show and then he's going to be resurrected, whatever. But uh, Ghost is not right with him there at that point, which is another sign that in the books, like the, the wolves are very... Um, you could kind of take what they're doing as a warning and the characters don't always listen to them. But like, for example, Rob Stark at the red wedding, the phrase convince him to leave. When they show up at the twins, the castle, Grey Wind, his wolf is like freaking out. Right. And that's like, should be a sign that something's wrong there and something is wrong. They're plotting to kill him. Yeah. But he, but like one of the phrases like, Oh, this wolf is scary. Can we'll, we'll just put him in the kennel so he doesn't scare everyone which Rob agrees to because he's already in a position of like trying to apologize for marrying someone else, breaking his oath and whatever. So he does that. And then what happens? The Red Wedding happens. 
Kraywin gets beheaded, as Rob gets killed, all of that. So it's like you should you you should listen to them. I don't remember exactly what happens with the Jon Snow thing in Dance of Dragons, but it's something like Ghost does the same type of thing. Like whatever he's doing is kind of like a pre warning. I don't remember if like the people that stabbed him got him out of the way in some way, but they did they did something to get him out of the way, so he wasn't right next to Jon. Because if he had been, then he probably would have just, you know, attacked people when, stabbing him and killed him. Right, because when he was stabbed and, you know, the Night's Watch, oh, yeah. he was, like, he was there and he was crying and, like, he was just kind of, like, you know, fast forward to what Drogon was doing. In the show you're talking about, yeah, right? In the show, he, yeah. He showed up later, though. He wasn't right there, so it was, like, another, like, No, but, like, when he was well, on, on the on the board. Yeah, no, I know what you're He was there, about. and it's kind of, like, similar yeah, to, yeah. like, you know, you heard him whimper. It's kind of similar to how Drogon was whimpering with Daenerys. Uh, so I felt like there was, like, this... I think there's this little underlying thing that, for me as a you know a dog lover, animal lover, I really enjoyed those aspects, and a lot of fans I think were missing out on that and were really upset. I don't think I was upset. I just it kind of just put things together as like, oh, you know, your companions, your family, all that perspective, everything's good with this yeah. dark family. So, and I enjoyed it. And just to be pedantic, I did just remember what happens with Ghost and the John stabbing scene. It's a part where John is letting all the wildlings through the wall, like Torment and everyone through the wall. And that's why, like, the Night's Watch is mad at him to begin with. The people that stab him are mad that he's doing that. And one of the wildlings has, is like a skin changer, a warg, and has like a big boar that they warg into. And, like, they think the boar and ghosts don't get along. So John Snow, like, puts ghosts in the kennel also or whatever and moves him aside because of that boar thing. But then it's like, yeah, it is like another thing of like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. You know, the Starks, the Starks have to keep their wolves by them at all times so they don't do it. And it's, what, it's screwed up. What did Ned, it, it goes Ned to Arya say? too. Arya had to get Nymeria to go away. Yeah. So Nymeria wasn't killed. They killed Sansa's wolf in her place. But, and then Arya's kind of like lost, you know, like in the book so far, she's still in Bravos or whatever. But like the, her wolf had to get taken away. She's lost. Sansa's wolf got beheaded or got, had to get killed. So she's been like trapped as like a prisoner in the books at least so it's the their wolves kind of are emblematic more in the books of how the character what happens to the characters rickon's wolf is named shaggy dog right and his at least in the books maybe in the show too it's like his story is kind of tangential he's not really even though he's a stark he's not a main character at all which is kind of weird and like people say that his wolf's named shaggy dog because it's that's like a term for like a story that goes nowhere so even if you look at what happened in the show, his story basically went nowhere. So people think that's like could happen in the book too, I guess, because that's like why the wolf was named that or whatever. Uh, there's like all this stuff tied in with the Starks and their pets. And but yeah, so that was a bit of a tangent. But so I got your your general thoughts. So we can we can turn to my former Lord Hand over there. I'm sure he was feeling the show because he's been counseling me all season that the show is good. So. Yeah, you know what? Some of the things that happened were really fucking dumb, but I was satisfied basically the whole time. I, I tweeted this the next day, but like a place for everything and everything in its place, like everything, every plot thread that we had laying open got tied in a nice little bow. John killed, Je- John killed Danny. John went north of the wall. Arya went away. Sansa was uh, rule over free north. Um, Tyrion was back, you know, as the hand of the king at the seat of yeah. power. Bronn got his uh mojo back braun got all the money shit like that like everything was very satisfying everything was really satisfying story in the book yeah exactly everything was really satisfied with satisfying with where it ended and to do that in the amount of time we had a lot of the how we got there had to get elided between scenes and that was really annoying to a lot of people and i'm not gonna say they're wrong but like also grow up Mm-hmm. Grow the fuck up. No, I don't need to grow up because I'm the king of the pod, so forget that. But also, you, uh, there's something you just said that I wanted to... Co- oh, oh, but about Jon Snow, I guess. I have seen people that aren't satisfied, or maybe you take the word satisfaction out of it. Some people are saying Jon Snow didn't have that happy ending. But I think there might be some confusion on exactly what happened to him. I don't know if we wanted to touch on that, so... Oh, well, let's... I guess let's... I mean, it's kind of hard for me to figure out where I want to go right now, actually, like... Do you guys want to start at the beginning, kind of, and, like, recap the episode a little bit, or just talk about the ramifications of what happened? I don't know. I mean, I have thoughts on the end, but... Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like everyone kind of knows what, what happened. Yeah. Um, Obviously, everyone watched it, but... We can talk well, impressions. Do, well, with the Daenerys stuff, I guess, since that was the middle of the episode or whatever, I did, 
I mean, obviously it was like she was like acting like Hitler or something. Like even like the Targaryen flag, like would, looked like a black and red. I would say Mussolini more than Hitler. Okay, I would say, especially the performance uh, by Amelia Clark, she was acting like Gollum. She had that those like real wide eyes. Just well, like, no, eyes, I got my yeah. hands on this thing that I've been after for so long, and like yes. she had to be thrown in the lava. Or any Disney but, villain that wants the power, you know, like Jafar or like yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel you on that, but 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 I'm I'm talking specifically about her speech. On, like Gollum never gives like a speech on top of his steps, you know, like a rousing like uh, fascistic type of speech. Well, he'd just you be talking to himself the whole time. Never read the Silmarillion. Silmarillion. I'm pretty sure you did not stick a landing on that one. But. Fuck off. <laughs> I was getting, like, yeah, whatever, fascist vibes, whatever. I think that was intentional. Um, yes. So, you know, like, she has to die. Even Tyrion's talking to John, like, John's trying to, like, say, trying to argue against it a little bit. Like, he's in denial, I guess, but then realizes what he has to do. So, I'm glad John did it. Like, that that part was satisfying, I guess. Um, and it wasn't, like, Arya popping back in or something. That would have been lame, but... I do think with Arya, like, her her faceless thing never coming back this season is, what's the point that they even did that, kind of, like, she that was a big drop there. But so why do it in the first place? I know she killed the phrase with that, but that was kind of throwaway, too. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Talking about John though. You know what, she'll, then, do, like, she'll do it again in Mission Impossible 6, okay? Oh, yeah, Maisie Williams is going to be in yeah. there. Hey, they should add her to the cast, yeah. that'd be dope. I think it'd be 7, because the newest one was 6, oh, wasn't is it? it? So, anyway, it might is a different thing. That's Jim Bond. Well, that's a real thing, to be fair. It's the it's the British CIA equivalent. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I thought MI five was I the real thing, an, and MI six was a secret society that like James Bond allegedly. No. We're we're uh, off the we're off the rails here. I believe MI five is like the equivalent of the FBI, and then like MI six is like the CIA. I think that's like the type of thing. Well, in the show Killing Eve, she works for the MI five, right? That's right, so, but that, that is literally kind of exists. Also, I think they both do, but maybe I would I'm wrong. die for Jodie Comer, just like everyone else on the internet. Yeah. So starting next week, this will be a Killing Eve podcast, by the way. Fuck but yes. Let's wrap up with Game of Thrones. Yeah. So Jon Snow, he does it. Why do you guys think Drogon didn't murder, uh, kill him there? Because he, he's Targaryen, or because he? It, it does seem like Drogon, like he literally had the kind of decision to like, because he burned down the throne, right? So he. He, he's, like, smarter than just a dumb yes. animal or whatever. Do you think that was too far, though, that he did that or that? Well, I mean, thematically or whatever, I think it, I, I think it was... Thematically, it makes sense, it. yeah. As far as story logic, I don't care why he did it. People are mostly interested in why he let John live, which, like, answer number one is he is sentient to the extent that he understands that, like, what Danny was doing was wrong and she had to go. Because but as, even though he did it, like, it was his fire that killed everyone, you know? Well, at her, at her behest, uh, like, as a metaphor for American imperial power in the 19th and, in the 20th and 21st centuries, Danny has gone mad with her own power, Danny, Danny thinks that by burning the rest of the world alive, she's somehow saving it, and, and Drogon, like, at the end knows that, like, yes, I am aware that what I have done for her is bad, and shouldn't have happened, and we're gonna go away now, me and the corpse of, of my, my mother bride. The other thing is, like, John the Targaryen, and he just, like, he's not gonna burn one of those. Yeah, I guess if he can intuit that. And it was sad when he's, like, t- nudging her, like, rolling her over, and she's a dead body. Like a dog, but, yeah. Um, yeah. I, but, I was hoping I could see five more minutes of that, just, like, <laughs> just, roll, just, rolling, just rolling the body over. <laughs> John just, like, creeps away. So... But anyway, apart yeah. from that scene, I could buy all that would happen. I like the scene. I could buy Drogon did that. What's harder for me to buy is that Grey Worm and Nunsully wouldn't have just murdered John on the spot. That was a little bit of a stretch, sure. but whatever. They have to do it for the plot. They're committed um, to their queen, though. They're they're like you know they're like. Uh, and he just killed the queen. I, their queen. I, I know, but like they have no orders to kill 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 John and they had orders to I kill know. all enemies of the queen yeah we saw what Grey Worm yeah, was doing John... already at the beginning of the episode just murder just basically murdering people that surrendered yeah like he... well I I had a lot uh, I did have problems with the way they they changed the arc of you know the cool thing about the show and also it could be you know one of the confusing things is like there is no good or bad I know we talked about that but like I felt like as a viewer Everyone's anti Grey Worm, you know, at that at the since the beginning of the episode because he's just slaughtering these motherfucking 
Lannister, you know, Red Red Keep Army. And at the same time, he, you know, we forget his arc, you know, in the process that he lost the love of his life, you know, and he's on a... It, it made sense. Yeah, no, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. But, it didn't make sense that he didn't kill John to me. But, like, I felt like they were just, towards the end of the episode, they were just making Grey Worm being like, Oh, he's the dick in the room. Not the not the fact that he was a reasonable voice saying like a white man killed you know a white woman and you're blaming all the you know blaming the you know the black guy here as a, as a problem problem child. They weren't blaming him. What are you talking? No, about? they were. I mean, they well, they kind of were at the end of the episode. I I did feel that the one thing they did get right in that one line saying it's it's not it's not enough. Like they're saying Jon Snow's punishment is not enough. And that's the indictment of society is today. You know, uh, someone gets shot on the street. Uh, you know, Tamir Rice gets shot in Cleveland and a cop gets indicted, but then nothing happens, you know? Uh, and so, I mean, that cop a lot of times they don't even get into Right, right. Exactly. So, I mean that I'm glad they had that line. Cause if they didn't, it just would have been like, all right, a really talented, uh, singer, slash actor uh, who plays, like, the only person of color left on the show is just, like, sailing off to the sea, you know, <laughs> like, uh, and, and without having any opposition or feelings. I felt like they could have had more conversation, but Grey Worm isn't that character where he just talks up a storm anyways, so I get it. But, yeah, that's how I felt uh, during that time when, when Jon Snow stabbed. I'm like, they could have at least, you know, brought his attention a little bit more and thought, like you said, Grey Worm would have stabbed him. I'm not sure, maybe brought that up as what do we do next you know situation so yeah yeah and and also to an extent in that scene gray worm is all of us like no you killed the characters that i specifically love and like this is the outcome this is the world that we're left with like that's not enough which is exactly what like twitter's problem was i don't know i thought it was i thought it was actually great meta commentary on itself in the way that like a lot of modern like ip properties try to be meta commentaries on themselves and absolutely fall on their faces i thought that moment was brilliant in that way i guess i mean i still think you're probably giving obviously the stakes off and always too much credit but um, maybe but uh, to bring that up too so what happened with john because i, I kind of alluded to this a few minutes ago but i have seen some people confused about what exactly happened with john because people are saying like oh he just got sent back to the night's watch well, because what happened with John made no sense, but but go on. Well, I think to my interpretation of it is they're just telling Grey Worm to placate him that John's going there, that's his punishment. But really, he can just do whatever he wants because even you see him at then going north of the wall, whatever. And even said like, is the Night Watch still around? And it isn't really still around. Do they even need it? Maybe in some sense, but well, he he's on house arrest basically. Yeah, yeah. And and considering that. The Starks basically took power of everything. That's that's where we're left with, right? There's no reason he can't do whatever he wants. But... Right. Like, and, and there was that meme, just like him kneeling before Bran at the end there, and Bran being like, cool, he's gone. You can do whatever you want now. Um, but also, like, this whole thing started with Jamie Lannister, like, years before the show actually happened. show actually started. Um, the story started with Jamie Lannister killing a Targaryen king. And not suffering for it like not leaving the realm staying in a position of power getting exactly what he wanted out of it and all well of this... he didn't get what he wanted but and he did suffer but, but in terms of <sighs> you know like he I kept mean. his position yeah okay. so poetically like john does that right thing for the right reasons the same as jamie did but then he has to suffer the consequences because he... it's like all the stories with magic where magic has a cost of some kind like in order to magically rid the realm of this terrible magical ruler then John has to pay the cosmic consequences. Like, he has to go back home to the North and stay also, out of politics. He, like, that's what he wants anyway. I feel like that's the place he wants to be anyway. So, yeah, when I saw some people saying, like, he got a bad ending or whatever, I was kind of like, I-, I don't know if that's really true. But, I mean, I he did... Let, let's talk about Bran, because... Go ahead. Well, I want to talk about the whole Stark thing. So, that's one thing that I'm... I think you should even agree with this, former Lord Hand. Like, they didn't set Bran up enough in the show... Especially if he's going to be the one to be king in the end. They just needed to do more with him. I mean, yeah, like... that was the main, the main thing is, like, even when Tyrion's, like, he should to be doing it, he's the Three-Eyed Raven. Like, people don't know what the fuck that means. Like, why right. Why isn't most of the lords there, like, what are you talking about? 
did like Brent like send them a letter previous to this, like explaining everything? Like what? Like it just magical elements of the show, which isn't again is not my favorite part of the show. If it was a different show where they didn't even have that, I'd be fine with it. But they do have it. They set it up, and they do pretty much brush it aside. But but at the same time, they brush it aside with one hand and don't want to explain stuff or d- dive into it more. Brand himself was not even in an entire season, and most people didn't miss him. But then with the other hand, they're using it to say he's the king. This is how it ends. He's like, and because of this magic stuff, he can do that. So like, it's just not. It would have been way more satisfying if. It was more built up. Also, did he know he was... Like, he says, like, I wouldn't have come here if I didn't know this. So he knew he was going to be tasked with being the king. That's not 100% clear. Like, if they if they had a thing where even even if he's not, like, supposed to be a good character and he, like, connives his way into this power, explain that a little more. That would be cooler, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, ultimately, like, the, the storytelling choice, like, whatever. Like, uh, congratulations, Bran's a king. I accept that. But it does feel like a lot of the a lot of these last three episodes were written backward from a space of, like, mm-hmm. okay, unequivocally the correct thing to do this story to us, to, to Benny and Weiss, is this. So how do we get these characters there in the amount of time that we know we're going to have? And a lot gets left in yeah. the margins that way. It's like the John Mulaney joke where, like, you're going to write happy birthday, so you start, of course, with a big-ass H, and you run out of space for everything else. Yeah, good call. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean... It'd be the opposite, I guess. Like, they started with the end, like, the Y and Happy Birthday and, like, yeah, yeah. got screwed back. But, yeah, that's a good analogy, I think. You can see, like, again, the book's probably never be finished. I could see that, that George R. R. Martin probably told them that's who was going to be, that that was the ending. Because, like, it even does make sense, like, the first chapter of the books is Bran. Other than the prologue, it is Bran. Even in the first episode of the show, he's one of the main features. It ends with him being thrown out the window, like... I could see George R. R. Martin wanting this to be the case where Bran, Bran the Broken, whatever the Kerbal takes over, and like, and it's like a bookend type of thing. I can see that, but the show just didn't. You know, they they needed to to set it up better, in my opinion. Now, now let's talk about the Starks in general. So, like I said, they basically staged a coup, whatever you want to call it. They basically took control of the whole country because on top of Bran saying or them nominating Bran as king, Sansa's like, "Fuck it, though. The North is separate from." the rest of the kingdoms and she's queen of that at the end so i like to look at this as like like i said that i'm interested in more of the political aspects of the show and like world building and everything watching this finale all i'm thinking about at the end is like most of what i'm thinking about is like if the story were to continue not that it should necessarily but i'm thinking forward what would happen with all these different factions like clearly most of these other kingdoms would or at least some of them would also want to secede too right especially two of them i can think of yeah so like but is does brand but again it's not clear does brand have the power being the three-eyed raven to stop anyone from like betraying him or like or going against him can he go get drogon and war again to him like you said i'll go try to find him and like how is he going to maintain his power you know yeah i think they're in a good position the starks but clearly they're in the real world there would still be people against them sooner than later right yeah, and and it, I I think we should like bring uh in, in all back into this conversation because I feel like I've been bogarting it, but like yeah, at the end there it does kind of seem like Brand is just like set up there to like you know guide longer term, just like yes, we're on the right track as far as history is concerned, and is letting the people that he knows happen to be like the right people for those jobs steer the realm, as far as what happens there like that's one of the like ultimate tragedies of this show having to end because it all starts the the whole idea for this like book series and then show was like okay aragorn is named king after return of the king what are his tax policies that's the the, the thing everyone already says uh and then we get to the end when brand is named king and we know absolutely nothing about how he governs yeah i mean i guess we could assume he's like using the past to like make decisions or whatever yeah or it can work into birds and whatever and spying people i guess or through trees and all this but yeah it's not made clear oh, do you have thoughts on this lord no. i mean um everyone on on the internet kind of covered the electoral vote versus the popular vote situation there i think that was great um you know and as the observation i do want to uh, you know one thing that did bother me is that that brand the broken didn't show his tax forms yet um in order to 
you know, he didn't release those taxes. He's been hiding a lot of stuff. It's been very suspicious. And in fact, he spent so much time on the other side of the wall. Right. Was that just tax evasion in the first place? Also, he was probably doing illegal dealings then, too, you know, with Russia. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that still had, that weren't answered that I was looking for. But you know what I think is, you know, I think he can deal with Russia well because I think he could even see it from his window in the tree up north there, couldn't he? Probably. I mean, if he can't, he can at least take a quick raven uh, peek over there if he wanted to uh, check out the camera. Do we, do we think, is Sarah Palin a warg in real life and that's what she meant? Like, she can literally, like, spy on her. She's from Alaska, from her, right? From, so. That's what she meant. She's in Alaska. Like, yeah. she could see it from her backyard Yeah. with the birds. Oh, this is some good topical humor from a decade ago. Yeah. But, yeah, so... It was funny how Sam brought up the idea of democracy, too, and got left out of the room, basically. I, I thought that was a pretty funny time. Yeah. All the rich-ass congressmen were just like, yeah, people yeah. voting. That's <laughs> horse, too. <laughs> yeah, and I did like that they brought Ed Mayer Tully back for that little comedy scene as well, so that, was, that wasn't bad. I like Perfect. that. But yeah, that's what had me more interested in this, what I'm talking about, though. So, like... They have all the lords that are left, kind of. I mean, there's probably more than that that are left, but, like, whatever they got, I guess, like, they had the whole scene. But, like, if I'm thinking about this logically, so, sounds or they, they just say the North can be on its own, right? And even Yara Greyjoy kind of brought it up, like, she was kind of mad at the beginning of the meeting about John or whatever killing Danny because Danny told her that she could rule the Iron yes. Islands and be the queen of that, right? So... I get, like, the Starks have control right now, and, like, probably people won't oppose them immediately, but she would probably want to secede the Iron Islands, right? And then they have this Dorn prince who's not named. We don't know who this guy is, but, like, he was there. (laughs) They showed him. So, like, and Dorn was the one kingdom that hasn't lost, like, really any, even though they lost their their family, like, ruling family got killed by each other or killed or whatever. Um, Like, their soldiers are still good, right? They haven't really fought at, at any of the wars, like... And they were the one kingdom, if you look in the histories at least, that Targaryens were never able to conquer. And they brought them in. They brought it in to be the Seven Kingdoms, the seventh one being Dorne through marriage. So I'm feeling like they would probably want to try to back out now too. So like this is what I'm thinking about all the political ramifications here. I feel like Iron Islands and Dorne at the very least would want to be out. And then if you look at who's in charge of the other kingdoms, what's left? The Westerlands is one of the other kingdoms that's, I guess, Tyrion's in charge of it. But he's hand of the king in King's Landing, so who's like running the show there? Then the Stormland has, I guess, Gendry Baratheon. They're letting him be. They made him Baratheon. They're keeping up whatever Danny's claim was that he can be Baratheon. He's like, uh, you know, he's a nobody here. He was a nobody, like a guy from King's Landing, bastard, whatever. Whoever is the lords there probably could. Eat, they'll probably try to like get him out of the way. I would think possibly do their own thing then we have the veil which is titty boy aaron is still around i said i was like he should be in the episode and he was but he the, the, the veil is really close with the stark so they probably wouldn't be any issue but i'm just thinking most of these like how are they going to keep control of all this like a whole bunch and, of and are you surprised sorry go, sorry, go ahead i said a whole bunch of well, incest really that's how they're going to keep it together uh king Ro- uh, robin area right he's the cousin right of sansa yeah. Yeah. So, but they don't consider that incest in this world because they were gonna be married at one point anyway. It's only just yeah. If we're if we're including cousins in incest, then nobody's safe. Is Tywin Lannister married his cousin in the first place? Or everyone's safe because they're so close together? Fair. But also, also um, are you? Fucking. I was gonna add in. Are, are you guys surprised that? Uh, sorry, I was gonna add in like that, that whole thing. Are you guys surprised that there even is like a six kingdoms are calling, or there even is like a king after all this? Did you think uh, it was going to end with no king or no one ruling? I'm a little surprised that it ended this way. There is a there is a central seat of power and all the kingdoms are back together. But, like, I shouldn't have been. Like, fantasy fiction always ends this way with the kingdoms united under someone who can rule. And this whole time, this whole entire show has been about the children of these bad men uh, or these foolish men, like, learning all the mistakes of, of their forebears and bringing those to the table in the new world that they're creating after all this destruction. So, like, of course, like, it's going to end with these people making the right decision and, like, keeping the kingdom together and and doing the things that you have to do politically instead of just, like, starting another war immediately like I thought might happen, uh, like we said last week, because they've learned the lessons that their fathers couldn't. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, one lesson or one saying there was, like, the Starks always said was, like, the lone, right? It was like, what is it? Uh, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives, right? Yeah. But at the end of the show, even though the Starks kind of ended on top, they all split and went their separate ways, right? So what does that say? Like, does that, does that mean bad things for the future? Since there's, or is lone wolf better, like? Well, winter came and they survived together and, and then it ended and they went their separate ways because that was a better story. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, though. I don't know. I mean, Arya's thing is fine, I guess. She's going west of Westeros where, like, that makes sense, I guess. Go explore or whatever. To Virginios, as they said on Twitter. <laughs> to Virginia? I didn't see that. Oh, it's not the Roanoke colony. What's that colony? Whatever one day. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then what else? I mean, we I guess we didn't talk about the small council at the end there. Oh, well, when I was going through all the kingdoms, I, I forgot to mention that the Reach, which apparently Bronn of the Blackwater is the lord of now. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's another one kind of like Genju where they, the people who are left there probably would try to knock him out, out and get out of the way. Also, I think they said the Unsullied can settle in that territory too. So I know Grey Worm was going to North, but to Missandei's people, but in general, the other Unsullied might be staying there, so that could be an issue. So are the... I don't know, I'm just trying to think of all the... Like, I just feel like... Trying to think of all the things that could arise here. So are the Unsullied, like, the... Are they, like, joining the new, like... Like, is this post-World War II, where they made Israel and just took a a, a land... Kind of, it seems like. This is entirely They said they could be a house Unsullied or something. Okay. I mean, no... Yeah, but they chose not to. They just left, right? Well, that was, they showed Grey Worm leaving on one ship. I was assuming that was just him and, like, his main boys. Or, I think they not, all not left, because that conversation he had with Masande, uh, where she was like, my people are peaceful, they can't defend themselves, and he was like, we will defend you. Yeah, but, I mean, do, do you think it's all of them? I mean, that's going to be awkward. I think they like, fucking all left. You, that was you the think, impression that I got. Like, on this little island of North, it's like a peaceful little island, like, a huge crew of, of eunuchs is going to show up, and, like, the main guy's like, this is my ex-girlfriend's from here, so we're coming out. Like, that's going to be so awkward. Like, what are yeah, they, I mean, what they show, Noth isn't defended by magical butterflies that carry poison that, like, kills invaders almost instantly. Like, they need the Unsullied. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm still choosing to think it was just the Grey Worm and the one ship going there, but yeah, who knows. The Dothraki that were left, where did they go? I mean, aren't they just going to go raven pillage the land? I mean... And anyway, yeah, I don't anyway, know. Yeah. It didn't seem like they were taking the Dothraki with them. I do worry about that. I mean, that would only make sense. But all right, so but again, I guess Bran has some well, might have some plan to. Well, I wanted to talk about all this, Bran but. in the sense that, I, and I'm not sure. I didn't go deep dive into the internet that much at all with uh, after the show ended, and the fact that he's a three eyed raven, and then they live for like a thousand. 3,000 years or whatever it is, does that mean he's just going to be the king living that long as well? That's an interesting point. I I believe since he left the tree or whatever, he's just mm-hmm. going to age normally. Because the guy, the Thread Raven that was before, which in the books, that guy is like a, an old Targaryen. That wasn't said in the show at all, so maybe it's not in the show. But I think eh. it, I think his, he was hooked up to the tree there, and he was never keeping him alive. But Bran's not there, so... I mean, he still should live a long time anyways. Still young, there was a so. God's Wood in King's Landing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I don't think it was just... I don't think it's any heart tree or God's Wood so, tree. I think it was something specific about that cave. So, so, I don't know. So it's, it's like, it's like bad Wi-Fi, basically. That's what you're saying. Like, he's losing his connection if he's going too far away from the router, and he can't he can't be that well, deeply connected into the past and the history. No, I don't know about that. I think what uh, E-Nam just said about there is a God's Wood in King's Landing. I think he could keep the so-called wi-fi connection up with any of these trees or whatever but just the one in the cave was keeping them alive that guy alive but but again i don't know it's it's not going to be explained ever it seems like the show understood it seems like the show understood and wanted us to understand that like bran isn't gonna live forever because it didn't bother to correct sansa when she was like bran can't have children and they were like we'll figure it out after he's dead well, they said, I mean, the implication is that they're going to have a different way of kings. It's not going to be through the line right, or right. what do you call it, primogeniture it's like or whatever. Nobody um, corrected Sansa when she was like, what's going to happen when Bran dies? No one said, like, he's not going to die, idiot. Well, Sansa... And that was, that was a big... Well, they, but again, they, would they know that? They're probably not. Like I said, do they even know what Thread Raven means? There's no reason, like... What is Edmure Tully or Jan Royce or any of these guys? They shouldn't know what that means. So, like, it's... Uh, Jan Royce knows. Jan Royce knows everything. Davos he's, shouldn't even. He's been out here. He is always ready. 
stays ready. Keeps and he's it still, loaded. But he's still got little Teddy Boy as his boss, his main boss, because he's still alive. He calls, he clearly calls the shots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still. I mean, I guess that's good. His, also, his laugh was the loudest, too. Yeah, his laugh was the loudest during... What do you, uh, is there, like, I was thinking about Sansa going forward. She needs to marry someone, right, to solidify her power. I mean, that's normally how things go. I guess since the North is a separate kingdom now, she would marry someone from the North. Like, she should Maybe. probably honestly marry a wildling guy, like a big wildling. Honestly, she should marry Tormund. Maybe not Tormund, but one of the the big wildlings to, like, because that's, like, in the past about yeah. in the North. That's what you do, and there's even a part in the books where, the car start girl marries one of the wildlings to like try to forge an alliance because John's trying to get the alliance going. If I was thinking of like writing ahead or what's gonna happen in the future, that's what she should probably do to like solidify that. Get those even though they seem to be on good terms now, who knows? I mean For my money, Sansa doesn't need no man. Like that's kind of been a lot of her story. Um yeah, I but, do understand like logistically she needs an heir. Yeah. And and because it's not just about the heir Obviously, they're planning to do something different in the Six Kingdoms now, like electing, choosing a king. But, like, typically with these things, is apart from the heir, you also need marriage as a, like, form alliances, like I'm saying. Like, that's well, her brother's the king, so that's going to help. Yeah, but she has a separate... I mean, it, it obviously will, but, but I was saying this because she, she said the North separate now. It's a different kingdom. But, yep. but, again, that's, like, the whole thing. Like, the Starks completely usurp the power, or whatever word you want to use. They, Maybe they she marries the Prince of Dorne. He was very pretty. Yeah, but again, it would make sense like for a, someone in Bran's position to marry someone from Dorne if they were going to do it like that. But if the North's a separate kingdom now, why why does the North need to have any association with Dorne? You know, sure. I think, like I said, I think Dorne's uh, they're going to secede, and, and Bran's going to have to like warg Drogon and stop them from doing it. But in the past, they were able to combat the dragons. So what's he going to do? Let's find out in season nine. I don't know. Like I said, that's the things I'm thinking about now. Like the notes I wrote down are about like thinking. I, I at least at at the very least with my problems with the show, how it, how it's ended in general the last few seasons. With the final episode, it did get me thinking about more of the stuff that it is of interest to me. So there's that at least. It stuck the landing on that at least. Yeah, exactly. It's really it's really upsetting and extremely fitting. The show ends on a billion of the kind of questions that it's been like slowly answering this whole time. So I guess like. The small council, we didn't really talk about it. That was like another comedy scene, I guess. Tyrion really arranging the chair. I was, I was really happy for all of them. No, it was che- the, the whole Song of Ice and Fire book thing was pretty cheesy, but I'm, I guess I'm fine with it. I thought it sucked. Well, we talked. It, it, it made, it made no sense. That book, the... right? Is that the same book that Brienne wrote? No, 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 not that, not that. Oh. We're talking about like Sam came in, like the maester wrote the Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, uh, right. That's a shot at George R.R. Martin, basically. No, I don't think it was a shot at him. I think, it's I just... think it was a shout. Yeah, I think. I but then saying out. like, and they they said Tyrion's not in the book because that's like a, another thing from the books. Kind of like people get, they're like I see what the joke was there. Like it's like a it's kind of like a book reference or a reference in general to people not getting the credit or whatever. But realistically speaking, there's no way Tyrion would be left out of this whole saga. Like he's way too integral. I mean, he was literally the hand of Daenerys, and before that, he was at least the acting hand of Joffrey and all that. Doesn't really make sense, but whatever. And then there was another book reference too, when Daenerys said, "Like I picked, I thought the throne was going to be really high up, but with all these things stacked up, because that was like uh, that's how it is in the books." So Wait, I what? liked that. You want Daenerys was talking to John before he killed her and all that. She was like, "I thought the throne was going to be like so high up, mm-hmm. piled up, but, like it would be hard to get up to the top." That's a reference to the books because that's how the throne looks in the books, and you can you can like Google right now like. Iron Throne from the books and like see what a, a drawing someone did of the description of it. It looks completely different than the show on. And it's like super high up and like there's steps going up to it and all this stuff. So that was a book reference they threw in there. Yeah, but the small council at the end is what it's. Sam is the archmaster, even though did he even become a maester? I guess he did somewhat. It seems that way. <laughs> I mean, art like I guess archmaster is kind of more of just a. It's not like an official, or it's just like more of like a title for like the person yeah who helps the king or whatever but i don't think the maester's citadel would send an arch maester that wasn't a full maester like it seems like sam has had his chaining day yeah or he could just do whatever he wants now i guess so Bronn is the master of coin 
Brienne is the Kingsguard lead, I guess, and Podrick was knighted officially. He's on the Kingsguard, I guess. Who else was in the room there? Was that everyone? That's everyone? I feel like there was one other person. You're right. Uh, Who's the master? They don't have a master of whispers. Oh, or, or a yeah, master, or a master of, of war, I think. Davos is the master of ships. That's who oh, Davos was there. Yeah. yeah, I mean the small council scenes are good. Like that's that was cool, I guess. Like seeing what the the final one ends. It was cute. Yeah, it was cute. I mean, this was like I, like I was laughing at a lot at some of the stuff in this episode. It was like almost like a sitcom episode. Like some of these, especially this scene. Like it is like kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys have any other thoughts on? I do want to like do another episode sooner rather than later. Probably just like. When we think about it more and like talking about the show as a whole, maybe bringing more book stuff in. I don't know, but I don't. This isn't going to be the last small council episode. I'm going to say right now, but you know, to you guys, wait, 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 even wait, if wait, I wait, do it on. myself. But. Wait, hold on. I'm actually um, I'm coming up with a future thought here. Um, oh boy, this, this is a good one. I I think this is not going to be the last recording for the small council in the near future. What? No, Holy I just said shit. it wasn't going to be. So I I don't. That's wait, 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 true. Hold, huge if true. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got another one. Um, it looks like there will be more downloads of Brooklyn Rebound podcast in the future. Oh well, that's good to know. We're not, we're not gonna loot, get less downloads. More downloads than what? Than zero. <laughs> than true crime, uh, PBS <laughs> Frontline. Than the than the new season of uh, what's that show? Run like the podcast. Eat shit, my favorite zero. murder. Yeah, my favorite murder. That's another one. Do you predict this will be our most successful podcast episode on pod, uh, on Brooklyn Rebound Network? I can definitively say no. It will not be. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right on that one. But do you guys have any f- uh, final thoughts on the on the finale here? Anything else you want? We didn't talk about. I think uh, I'm interested because I did read a, a post um, interview from our blog post from George R. R. Martin. I'm sure you guys may have looked at it too. So, I did not if it's something new. It's huh? new. Uh, he says that, you know, he answers the question of, like, about the books again. He addressed it. He's like, he's like, I'm busy. I got, like, five shows I'm producing at HBO, two at FX, one at History Channel. Also a Dark Souls game. should be writing the damn book. And he's got all these other things going on, even though one of the, one of the shows got scrapped already for HBO. So that's, like, down to four, meaning he could write the whole book now. But I want to know, like... HBO hasn't come out with every premise of every show, but the whole potential spinoff of Arya, you know, sailing out to the sea. I don't know. People have been, like, talking about that as, like, a potential uh, miniseries yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen because Maisie Williams has been, like, really out here about not wanting to be an actor anymore. Oh, really? I don't know that. Yeah. She has, in, in, like, some interviews and articles and, and, and whatever, she's been, like, really adamant that, like, uh, it turns out the, the, the kind of life that I'm living as an actor isn't for me, mental health is, uh, issues, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, I don't want to be the focus of all this attention. Um, so I highly doubt there's an Aria series starring Maisie Williams in the next few years. Yeah, no, I mean, what I had heard is all the spinoffs they're talking about are all prequels, pretty much. I don't think, right. I, I hadn't heard about any sequel type thing. I definitely think for that character, they wrote her off going west of Westeros, where people, where the map's uncharted, basically. Like, oh, she's that's, extremely that's just gonna a, die in a, a storm. Like that's over. Yeah, yeah, she'll probably die. There was a thing. Uh, again, I'll get a, a last book reference in, but there was a thing from the books about um, one of Tywin's younger brothers tried to do that and disappeared, basically, like sailed west and never came back. Because he loved it there so much. And then there's like a fan theory about him popping back up in the future or whatever. There's um, a fucking fan theory about everything. Fuck yourselves. Yeah, but those, I mean, those theories are, like, what keeps me going with the fandom of this, of the Song of Ice and Fire. Like, how, like, I'm saying, like, I'm enjoying thinking about what could happen now, even though the show's over, but when they set up, that's why a lot of the stuff I like about the books is, like, George R. R. Martin made it so crazy and the world's so big with all these possibilities that, what, especially when the book doesn't come out for years and years, all you can do is, like, read theories online or come up with stuff, like, where it could be going and all this stuff. That's like part of the fun to me. And I think to a lot of people, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, this is a, the chapters ended on this one. We talked about it. Um, we talked about this a lot, I think during our preseason episode, but the, the end of the monoculture, is this going to be the last show like this? 
probably yes. Or uh, I said on that episode, I hope it's not, and I still hope it's not, but it definitely could be. I think it's cool that like everyone could get, even though now it's like a lot of people getting behind it in a negative way, hating on it, but it's cool in general about like something that's so water cooler, whatever you say, outdated term anyway, but like that's so like gets gets like the zeitgeist completely like this for like a decade. What are you going to say, Lord? No. Oh, uh, you know, I was just trying to predict what the next, um, what do you guys think the next uh, potential monoculture show coming out? Well, you're the I Nam Driven, so. Well, I, you, you know, well, I know what it is. It's, it's going to be. Is it Young Pope? Is Young Pope really going to pick up steam on Oh, my two? God. And that's going to be the new one. No, no. <laughs> but I. HBO keeps it rolling. I hear, I hear this, uh, this potential, uh, screenplay called Lido Shuffle might be adapted for the next what? <laughs> it's a reference to my spec script um, a film script but I guess if that's the next it's, thing the culture uh, hey, you know Mr. Robot was a feature when it when it started yep, yep. alright yes if any producers are listening right now uh, I do have a good spec script there well I don't know if it's good but my friend Lordnum is supposed to read it and give me feedback but I think he's right there I have it that. I have it. Yeah, yeah, I know you have it. Hey, man. It's not impressing me. Hey, now that I have these these powers. Yeah, no, I need to send it to... I need to send it to... Well, I was going to send it to you, my former Lord Hand, but then you you threw that pen down aside. Why don't you pen that thing back on yourself right now? I think we've come back to an understanding here on the finale, Game of Thrones, and everything else. And like I said, this isn't the end of the small council. I don't want it to be, and I'm the king of the pod, so... What do you say, Edashnam? Will you be my lord hand once again? I know, like, Tyrion, you don't want it, but will you do it anyway? You, you, you've made a lot of mistakes, and I will spend the rest of my life making up for them, yeah. I mean, I think if we're doing this sh- analogous to the show, it's that the hand made a lot of mistakes, and we'll now be cleaning that up. Yeah, I know what I said. Okay. Well, all right. We, we've come to somewhat of a happy ending. So that'll do it for this edition of The Small Council. Game of Thrones finale edition. Do you guys have any plugs you want to throw out? I mean, of course, subscribe to Brooklyn Rebound Network. And, of course, you know, you want to go at, at, at look at Drew's views on YouTube and see some of my TV show reactions. But what, what about you other guys? I got I got a gulp here. Uh, your favorites of the Brooklyn Rebound pod, uh, podcast network. Uh, Aaron, Pod A, Ron, Swanson. Uh, Karen and I put out a podcast previewing the Game of Thrones uh, show in Sun Voices in Your Head Edition, Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, Is that, that's out? That's out now, right now, live. And we, we decided to oh, d- yeah. only do a pre and end. And it looks like a lot of the pre, it's a good listen. Um, a lot of the stuff we caught on and we predicted, as in just they predicted. I was mainly facilitating. And we actually got to interview a very special uh, guest. Uh, his name is... Uh, Harry Kiddington. He is an extra on Game of Thrones. Uh, he, okay. he's resp- Normally voices in your head are celebrities we, you guys get on that show that Aaron seems to get, but not this time. Season two funding has been really hard. Um, okay. I mean, it's one of the reasons you moved out to L.A., right, to bring some more uh, value to the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so. really... I still have an, a producer credit on that podcast, but I got it. Like a lot of producers in Hollywood, I'm, I think I'm not really... Ho- do it. It's just a name only at this point. I'm not really doing much for the show. I mean, uh, but I'll see if I can get someone booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No some booking, some money, whatever, whatever we can get, basically. But yeah, yeah, Harry Kiddington and uh, and we go through um, uh, Karen. Uh, check out Karen, Karen and Aaron's film. Karen Francis's film is called Kit, a girl obs- uh, obsessed. A short oh, yeah. movie. It's about- the actor plays Jon Snow, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So, so kind of. That is what it's about. Yeah. yeah it's on the YouTube's. Uh, you look up Karen Francis and um, the the word kit, and you'll be able to find it. It's a mockumentary. It's really, really cool, funny, and quirky. Uh, yeah. So we promoted that. And it's short, so you can watch it quickly. So check that out. Yeah. So uh, those it's are the two good. plugs I got. Oh wait, no, no, I got one more. Uh, Mono Majority will be performing at the Magnet Theater this Sunday at seven o'clock. If you guys are around Memorial Day weekend. Check out Magnet Theater for some tickets. The boy will be performing some sketches with a whole bunch of talented people as well. So, the Magnet Theater, where I took a one-man show class back in the day. Did you did you do a one-man performance after the class? Sure did. It was a class show. We just got a segment. 
how long do our one man show how long what was the one man show about uh i was playing a radio dj and i used that as like a method to get into some of my ukulele songs and characters sounds about right so, yeah. yeah strong uh yeah anything for you reinstated lord hand your twitter i guess is is usually where you want people to uh look at some of your bon mots and like i suggested in the past throw some more promotion of the show on there you're right you're right we'll see uh yeah i'm at no thanks y'all um all those Mm -hmm. words uh that's really all all, my tweets are fire but i don't do anything else with the rest of my life Uh, and that's like an example of one of the tweets you a a typical tweet you have (laughs) what you just said i don't know is 30 percent more sad and funny that's true yeah comes off way more sad on, on the paper than in person I'm a cancer, so. Hey, King of the Pod, can you just look away from the screen? I just got to talk privately really quickly to uh, Lord, and uh, Lord Hand here. Do you want me to cover my ears? Yeah, too? there you go. Hey, hey uh, did you get his meniscus from last week? Did you Were you able to take care of that? You know I got that meniscus. Harry Kane is going to play in the Champions League. Let's go. Let's go, Spurs. All right, Coys. Happening, Coys. Uh, Coys. Can I on earmuffs now? Yeah, you good. I don't know why my knee kind of hurts. It feels kind of loose and weird. I don't know why. But anyway, it's... Swipe or no uh, swiping. So, all right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Small Council. We're up out of here. Hope you enjoyed Game of Thrones. All right. Even if you didn't, I hope you just enjoyed talking with your friends about it, listening to this show, anything like that. And join us back for some more fine podcasts from Brooklyn Rebound Network in the near future. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Productions.